This episode of Madcap was brought to you by Anchor.fm. Want to start a podcast about cheese or 1920s gangsters? Don't know where to start? Anchor is a great place to get started with your own podcast ideas. They make it super easy to record, create, and rearrange your audios as you like. And once you're done perfecting your show, they'll send it to as many different listening platforms as they can. Plus, it's totally free. Check out Anchor.fm and see what they can do to boost your podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up, my lovelies? What's up, listeners? What's up, goblins? What's up, nerds? What's up, my worldly weirdos? You know what time it is. It's time to Mad Gab. What's up, tiny robots who are having a hard time with that CAPTCHA on their Netflix account right now? It's time for the best Friday fiasco show, Mad Gab, here on your favorite listening platform. To newbies just tuning in, this show is divvied up into three delectable courses for you to serve up at this evening's extravagant soiree. And for dessert, a little random fact that you might have not known before. With that, let's get into it. Chadwick Boseman and the Lives He Inspired Many of us have already heard about the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman this past week. The iconic actor and inspiration to millions, Chadwick Aaron Boseman unfortunately succumbed to his four-year-long battle with colon cancer. He was known for his many roles in many a film and TV series, such as Jackie Robinson in 42, and his portrayal of James Brown in Get On Up. While these roles were just as awe-inspiring, none were quite as empowering as his role as King T'Challa in Black Panther. He moved an entire nation's heart with a performance no one else could fulfill. But it wasn't just his acting that inspired us. Behind the scenes and far from the cameras of Hollywood's prying eyes, Chadwick Boseman was a man of intellect, humor, and most important of all, humanity. He was as goofy and fun-loving as he was serious about dedicating his life to bettering the world. He was also given the Honorary Doctor of Humanitarianism Award at Howard University in 2018, where he gave the graduates a speech that I'm sure they will never forget. There's not much more I can say about this that hasn't already been said or done at this point. All I can say is Chadwick Boseman was a beautiful, encouraging, and brave man, and, most importantly, a grand human being. You will always be our king. Rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Little Nightmares and Big Scares. September is the start of the spooky season, so what better way to kick off the holidays than with some fantastic gaming news? Yes, Little Nightmares 2, developed by Tarsier Studios, was just announced at this year's GamesCon 2020. If you don't know, Little Nightmares was an interesting take on the survival horror genre of video games. It mixes your standard hide-from-the-enemies with a healthy dose of puzzle platforming and a very eerie atmosphere to explore. Doubling down in that particular aspect, Little Nightmares 2 is set after Six, the protagonist from the first game, has escaped from the Maw. She now is in a place called the Pale City, and along her way through its creepy Appalachian Mountain vibes, she meets a boy with a paper bag on his head. The enemies in the new games are just as terrifying and bone-chilling as the last ones, featuring another character with a sack over his head and a shotgun, as well as a woman who appears to be a wrinkled, gigantic rendition of an old-fashioned schoolteacher. Not a whole lot is known about the game at this time, but it looks to be just as exciting as the previous installment. Little Nightmares 2 will be available to play on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on February 11th of 2021. 
If you guys haven't played little the original Little Nightmares, please go do that. Uh, it is a great game to start off the Halloween season, like I said before. Uh, a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about in the next couple of episodes are wonderful things for the Halloween spooky season. But I do highly recommend Little Nightmares. Please go check it out. It is available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One. I don't know if it's available on Nintendo Switch as of right now. But if it is, please, again, go check it out. It is very... It's not grotesque. Well, I would I shouldn't say that. The character designs are very grotesque. They're very, very eerie, very creepy. They give you... And they give you a sense of... You are definitely being hunted down. And you definitely have to figure out all of these interesting and intricate puzzles in order to get out of the place that you are currently trapped in. There's also some small subplots along the way, but this is an entirely dialogue-less game. So I highly... It's very context clues. You have to kind of figure it out through everything that you can see, everything that you can do, everything that is available to you through your perception alone. But... People have already figured out a lot of the stuff from the previous game, so there are some written aspects of it online somewhere for you to enjoy if you so desire. But just playing the game itself, you you really have to go through it a couple of times in order to pick up those context clues. But it is a very well-designed game, has some very interesting puzzles. Uh, there's some also, again, the character designs are... Some of them are very cute, like Six, the character that you play as. She is very adorable, small little girl in a tiny little yellow raincoat, and she's the protagonist of the game. There's also these creatures called gnomes that are about your size, a little bit smaller, that you encounter through the game, and you can help them or hurt them along the way, so you do have to be wary of that. But the enemies in the game are incredibly grotesque, incredibly creepy, and there's a lot of tense moments that this game provides for you. So I highly, highly, it is up on the high shelf of my recommendations list for games that you guys should go check out. So, but then be aware, Little Nightmares 2, which you get uh, some new elements, but same creepy, spooky stuff. Please keep your eyes open for that. Halloween movie countdown. Ooh, buddy, it's September, which for some of us means absolutely nothing. But for everyone else, it's one month closer to Halloween. Yes, I am one of those weirdos who starts celebrating Halloween as early as I can because why the hell not? So to initiate the start of the spooky season, I will be reviewing some of my personal top favorite Halloween movies. And hopefully you guys, gals and non-binary pals will find a new Halloween favorite for this year. Starting the roster off with a B-list horror comedy that I really think is worth the watch, Dale and Tucker vs. Evil. A hilarious spin on traditional horror films, this parody film covers the cliches and also throws you for a bit of a loop with some good, if not obvious, plot twists. Starring the brilliant talents of Alan Tudyk, Tyler Laban, and Katrina Bowden, this is one of the funniest gory films that I have ever seen. It starts off as your average college kids going camping over break scenario. As they stop at a gas station to get some more fuel, they notice the two ragged and scraggly-looking hillbillies, quote-unquote, who have passed them earlier on their way there. While these two are actually the most harmless individuals that you'll come across in the movie, Tucker, played by Alan Tudyk, is just a disgruntled countryman who wants to go fishing at his new cabin with his friend Dale, played by Tyler Laban, for the weekend. 
while Dale, the prime definition of a gentle giant, just wants to make sure these college kids are going to have a safe weekend, and maybe just wanted to flirt with one of the cute girls. Later on, the jerk of the college group named Chad, right, played by Jesse Moss, spreads the tale of murder hillbillies among his friends. The events that follow are all based on miscommunication and poor critical thinking skills. There's a lot of funny moments in this film, but there's also a lot of gore. Nothing saw-worthy, mind you, but there is definitely some blood that goes flying due to missteps from the teens and other characters. It's well-written, hilarious, and a good B-list horror movie, in my opinion. Plus, if you aren't a huge fan of the horror genre like I was originally, but still want to watch something that's spooky to start off your Halloween holiday, I highly recommend taking a look at this one. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil came out in 2010 and is available to stream on Netflix. I recently sat down and watched this movie again because I was going to talk about it, so I might as well refresh my memory, but it is hysterical. There is a cute little side love story between the very smart uh, psychologist student of the, the college kids group and Dale, who is the gentle giant, who is, you know, misconceived as this kind of stupid, bum bumbling kind of dude. But it's, it's really sweet. Um, but there's also a lot of hilarity. Like, some of the college kids are like, we shouldn't be doing Like, they have that mentality that when you're watching a horror film, you know what's going to happen. So they really shouldn't do the thing that you think you should be doing. Some of the kids are like that. Some of them are not. But it is very, it is a very fascinating twist on the horror genre. But, you know, there's also a lot of gore for those of you people who enjoy the gore, enjoy the horror, practical effects, and stuff like that. There's a lot of good practical effects in there as well. So, I highly recommend it. There's also a really cute dog in this movie, so I highly recommend going to see it. Uh, it is available to stream on Netflix, like I said. And it is just, just a marvel. It is one of my favorite, kind of, not a lot of people know about this movie. So, again, go check it out. Ducker and Dale versus Evil. Random fact of the day! We're winding down to the end of the show here, but did you know that it is illegal to own a ferret in certain states? Yes, in California, Washington DC, Hawaii, and New York City, it is considered illegal to own a ferret. The reasons behind each state are different, no surprise, but they share a common response to the little furry noodles. The response being that they could easily slip into a feral state or become a hazard to their owners. While that may be true in some instances, if you are a responsible pet owner, that's not likely to happen. Thanks again for stopping by for today's episode, and don't forget to tune in next week for some more nerdy nonsense. Stay weird, everyone. If you like the show and want updates on future episodes slash content, please check out the Mad Gab Facebook page link in the description and give us a like or a follow. Thanks again for tuning in.